Voices of the Elephant is proudly sponsored by SiteGround.com, a leader in website hosting and a terrific partner for all your website projects. Their top-notch technologies will make your websites fast and secure. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Hi and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans. I'm your host and my special guest today is Nicholas Grekis. Did I say that right? Yes, perfect. Thank you, everyone. Now, Nicholas, I've watched you on Twitter and at conferences and stuff like this for for a long time, but I I don't think we've ever had any um, in-depth conversation. So, I'm going to ask you to start off like I do every person who this is their first time on Voices the Elephant. Tell us how you got into programming and how you got into PHP. Oh, it's been a long time. So <laughs> it's a long story or it's a short story. I don't know. But I went into programming by uh, when I was, yeah, like a teenager doing some programming on a calculator. You know, we had mm-hmm. some philosophy lessons and the philosophy lessons were kind of boring for me at least. <laughs> so <laughs> I started by hacking the calculators then. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, how did you end up in PHP? Because uh, most calculators do not run PHP that I know Yeah, of. that was ba- basic, something like that. Um, <laughs> so then I, a few years after, I went into engineering school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I took over the website, the student website. I think many people oh. did that, and that's how they entered into that. So I built some website for the students by hacking PHP BB at the time, which was in 2002, something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. Did you, did you add new features to it or did you just make it work correct? Because if I remember around, correctly, around that time, PHP BB had some issues <laughs> that had to be corrected. Yeah, it was PHP 4.3. It was PHP B2. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was nice. So yeah, I, I did something nice. Um, I was pretty proud of it at the time. It was integrating some mailing list um, solution right into the form. So good people could send emails and they would just happen to uh, be displayed in the forum. So people could interact using either email or uh, the web. Very cool. Well, these days you work a lot with um, Fabian and um, the entire Symphony team. You're, you're um, one of the core developers of the Symphony framework. And um, I know Symphony 5.1 is out now and it's the shiny. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what's coming up in the next version uh, after this. But before we get into that, tell us a few things that you are really excited about that are currently in 5.1 that people can actually use today. Oh, sure. Sure. So the, um, the most exciting thing about 5.1, I think, it's that it is boring. It's a very boring release. And I think <laughs> that's, that's kind of a nice feature because we just released 5.0 and we kind of had a calm winter. And I think that that's good. In software, mm-hmm. software development, it's good to have some, some moments where you can have some rest. The community can... Yeah, just take its time. So there are less features in 5.1 than in any release before, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And then, okay, of course, then there are features and I, they are exciting, of course. <laughs> um, so I selected a few specific um, uh, blog posts because everything is on the living on the edge uh, section of the blog. And let me find one. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to start with something that is controversial. Uh, we have a new UID component. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so like like Ramsey UUID, that kind of UUID? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of, okay. Yeah. It's able to actually generate um, uh, UIDs. It also does ULIDs, mm. uh, which is another kind of unique identifiers, which has some nice properties. And yeah, so there have been some discussion on, on Twitter on the topic. Uh, yeah, tell me if you want me to go more into to that. There are other features, of course, I can mm -hmm. talk about. Well, cool. Um, now, what made y'all decide to go with another UUID? Because um, as far as I know, uh, Ramsey UUID was kind of the standard for most PHP programmers. I know I use it a lot um, for, yeah. for different projects. Yeah, it's a really, really nice library where that mm -hmm. goes very deep into the topic. Uh, we started this uh, library. Um, by working on the polyfill. So you know the pickle uh, UID extension? Mm -hmm. So we started by, uh, actually we are using the extension uh, in many of our uh, application directly because we feel like we don't need anything more fancy. And so mm -hmm. we are using the pickle extensions in here for UIDs in our uh, internal ads. And then, um, we started the wondering about Symfony itself. How can we um, provide UIDs without uh, forcing dependencies to people? And we said, oh, we are going to provide a polyfill for that. So the mm. polyfill provides us with just the same as we're used to do uh, in a very portable way, which is what Symfony needs, of course, portability yeah. is the good for that. And then, then it was kind of natural to create a component that is based only and the UID um, thing. Okay, um, so you got a new UID component. Um, what's next, or what, what else is in five one? So in five one, we also have. Um, let me look at my list. Ah, we have something um, which is uh, you have a new portable HTTP two client. So oh, yeah. And this one I'm very excited about because, um, you know, one year ago we released the Symfony HTTP client component and people are liking it so far. So I have only good feedbacks about it. Mm -hmm. And to leverage HTTP2, it's always, uh, it needed curl, the curl extension, which nobody, not everyone yeah. has. So same issue with portability. And, um, and sorry. Uh, and then uh, there is this AMP uh, project. Mm -hmm. You know about AMPHP? I don't know if you've heard about this. Yes, project. yes, okay. very familiar with it. So they are completely crazy. There are two guys mainly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're crazy because they're, they're rewriting an HTTP server and an HTTP client from scratch, oh, like wow. doing only socket uh, things. So mm. they have their own uh, HTTP2 frame decoding layer, which is something that is normally done in using C or binary processing and so on. So they did they're it doing PHP it all in PHP? Yes. Wow. And so now I figured out how to uh, integrate this work into the Symfony HTTP client so that we have a new HTTP2 
client that works without any dependency. Only PHP is a dependency. So that's crazy. That is very cool. I yeah. can't wait to, um, to play with that. Now it's time for you to be a game changer with the Ring Central Developers Game Changer Program. Grow your skills, help others in the community, and get rewarded with awesome prizes like Ring Central swag, conference tickets, software, iPads, computers, and so much more. Don't just be a developer, be a game changer and join the program today. For more information, visit developers.ringcentral.com. Uh, what else you got in five one? So um, preloading. <laughs> oh, y'all support preloading. Yes. Very cool. I love that. Um, and it works really great. So we started with the first experiment in Symfony 4.4, so six months ago. Mm -hmm. And but then PHP 7.4 wasn't ready. I don't know if you give it a try, but it used to crash uh, just a few months or a few weeks ago. Mm. And now it works. So it works in real Symfony apps, which are not the most simplest uh, apps, of course. And we are, we are seeing um, very nice improvements, like 15 to 20% on real-world applications, which mm. is just so good um, because it's, it's very simple to, to use. And so Symfony has some... Um, so because there is Symfony, there is the dependency injection container, which means uh, Symfony compiles actually the application the first time. So okay. you know, we have services and so on. So the compiler is dumped as a PHP mm -hmm. code. And during this process, we know a lot about which classes um, would be nice as a being preloaded. Nice. And that's how we leverage, I think, preloading very easily. It's much more easy than any other uh, framework could do, I think, because of that unique container we have. So do you have a, a command that will build your preload for your application or is it still a little more complex than that? It's even more simpler. It's an artifact of the compilation process. So you just run the Symfony application mm -hmm. and when it compiles the container, it generates a new file now. There is the container and there is another file which is called something.preload.php. Mm. And you put that file in your PHP ini under mm -hmm. opcache.preload, you know, the setting. And that's it. That is incredible. Um, I, I've got a section in one of my talks about the preloader, and I'm very excited about it. And I talk with Derek and Sarah about it at uh, Derek Retens and Sarah Goldman, two core contributors. I talk yeah. to them about it at uh, PHP Sunshine, and I'm excited about the possibilities. But I was always thinking, oh, just load everything. You know, I, I was under that mindset. And that's when, uh, when I talked to them at Sunshine, that's when I learned that, no, you don't want to load everything. You only want to load those, those hot classes. But I never, you know, they, nobody could define what those were. So it's amazing to me that y'all have taken that step. And um, that's really going to speed up because they say, um, just using the preloader by itself is going to add um, 13 to 17% um, speed to your application. Yes. So on top of everything else that 7 gives us, you can squeeze even more out of PHP absolutely. and Symfony apps just by doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And the tricky part is, like you said, uh, being able to identify the hot classes. Yeah. And so that's what I described from the container. We are able to, to do that. And that's, that's very that. complex otherwise without all this infrastructure. That is amazing and exciting. Okay, one more from 5.1, and then we'll start talking about 5.2. Okay, 
So five one. Let me select. I have two of them. Uh, okay, there are more internal. Um, just one of them maybe is uh, okay. It's kind of specific. It um, a way to so you know decorators. It's a design pattern to stack mm -hmm. the objects on top of each others, and uh, decorators are now much more easy to declare in a Symfony application. So oh, cool. it used to. Um, require some fancy YAML files to um, actually declare how to decorate a service, right? Mm. And it was kind of difficult to reorder, for example. Let's say you want to have a stack of 10 decorators. Uh, this, I, I think nobody is doing that uh, because it's too difficult. <laughs> Just the configuration yeah. is, is not. So now um, we have a very nice uh, concept of stacks. And so you can declare stacks and mm. you just list the services and the configuration will do the wiring for you and stacking things like the turn services are 10 lines. That's all. Uh, why I think this is exciting is because um, it opens up for opportunities um, to make by, by making the decorator easier to use. It means maybe sometimes we won't need either middlewares. You know, there are decorators versus middleware. Yeah. And so maybe we won't need more middlewares, middleware. Mm. So that's one thing. And the other thing is like event dispatching, you know, PSF 14, the Symfony event dispatcher component. Yeah. And so we, we also use event dispatching to provide a, an extensibility mechanism um, that could be providing using decoration. But because decoration was so, I wouldn't say difficult, but not nice to use, Mm -hmm. uh, nobody used it much. And I think by making it very easy to use, there's some nice opportunity that we might have open for uh, the future. That is very cool. Um, for those, uh, for our listeners, um, I will get the list of blog posts that Nicholas is talking about and we'll post those in the show notes. So um, everybody can share in these. Um, that, that's some exciting stuff. And all of these are available in 5.1 or Symphony 5.1 and availing, available to developers right now. And yes, I understand um, decorator stacks. Um, I understand decorating without stacks. And that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a pain. So I'm glad y'all are working to address that. Hey, I know that y'all are working on Symphony 5.2. So talk to us a little bit about some of the new shiny coming out in Symphony 5.2. <laughs> um, so 5.2 is just starting now. Actually, we are still closing 5.1 because um, we're going to release it in two weeks, about mm -hmm. two weeks. And so 5.2 only has some IDs and pull requests. Some, yeah, okay, so we just started that. Um, so I can only talk about my experiments, maybe sure. Fabian's experiments because I know them and I, I think I'll be able to finish them in time. <laughs> um, Okay, let, let me start with Fabian's pull request. Okay. Um, so Fabian's pull request is about uh, replacing the configuration format of bundles. Okay. Um, so right now, when people declare bundles, internally also in Symfony Core, uh, mm -hmm. we use XML. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And that's, that's, that's gotta be a pain in the butt. I, I hate yeah. XML. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Fortunately, copy-pasting works. So we just copy-paste parts of XML and we tweak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in Fabian's pull request, he's replacing the XML with plain PHP. 
Oh, nice. I was afraid you were going to say YAML, which <laughs> I hate YAML less than I hate PHP, but I'm, I'm still no fin, friend of YAML. So, <laughs> but plain old, just straight PHP. That is very cool. Yes, exactly. So we have a new way of defining a service configuration using PHP because it, it's still this compiled container. So we still express definition, service definitions and references and things like that. So the concepts are the same. Mm -hmm. But now using plain PHP, you can just code that and we won't require uh, the DOM XML PHP extension, which is a hard requirement when using Symfony right now, which is always nice, you know, removing one dependency. And maybe it will make it a bit easier for newcomers to start with hacking Symfony. I don't know. We'll see. Well, cool. I'm all for making things easier for people to get started. Um, I think that's a problem that we have in software development. Uh, when, when I got started, um, you know, it, it was especially in web development, you know, it was very basic. The tools were very basic and, you know, you, you, you didn't have to stand up a bunch of stuff. You just you could dive right in. If you have a web, a web server in PHP, you could dive in there and start coding. These days, you have to be able to stand up a Docker, compose, and all of this other stuff. And then once you get all of that going, then you've got to start installing Symfony and all the stuff with um, PHP Composer. So it, it can be a bit daunting for those who are new. So I'm glad that Symfony is making sure that those who are new to this uh, process can still, um, still get involved. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, hey, we have gone right up. We're right at our um, time. So let's go ahead and um, cut it off here. I want to thank you for being a part of um, Voices of the Elephant. I, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, um, to record with us today. And um, I want to thank you for all that you're doing for the PHP community. Um, Symphony is, I've been watching Symphony. I interviewed uh, Fabian way back uh, when I first started at Zend and um, I talked to him about Symphony and it was, it was wonderful then. And it's just been great to watch this grow into one of the major frameworks for PHP developers. Um, audience, I want to thank you for being a part of Voices of the Elephant today. Hey, do us a favor. Go out to your favorite podcasting network. Leave us a rating. We'd really appreciate that. And if you've got feedback, leave us feedback. Um, if, you, if you've got positive feedback, leave it there. If you've got negative feedback, I'd also appreciate an email. Drop me an email at cal at calevans.com. I'd love to hear from you on how we can make Voices of the Elephant better for you. Thank you so much. We'll see you right here next week on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.